When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, guys? It's Jared from The Corner Booth. Do you like living balls out? Oh, boy, do I have a spot for you. Over 200,000 customers happily agree Ballsy is the best place for men's grooming products for your man area. Free of BS chemicals like paraben and sulfate made right here in the U.S. of A. Go to Ballsy.com. Use promo code BELLYUPSPORTS, all capitals. Ballsy is an official sponsor of The Corner Booth Podcast and Belly Up Sports. You are now in the Corn Roof Podcast, a sports podcast from Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network. Here is your host, Jared Clinton. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Corner Booth Podcast. I am your host, Jared Clem. Ryan Deuces today with my intern, Samir. Kevin is out today, so is Patrick. So, me and Samir are going to run through a good, quick, solid, clean episode. A lot of big news that happened today. Controversy, cuts, a random signing out of nowhere. Uh, plus, a new ownership for one of my teams. So, I'm excited about that. So, we'll get rock and roll here. First off, breaking news yesterday was... Of course, Julian Edelman cut by the New England Patriots after failing a physical, I believe, on his knee. Um, Edelman, I, I guess, is retiring. Probably a good idea. The dude's kind of body's kind of shot at this point. I wouldn't really put it past him to retire. It's probably going to put it past him to stay. You should just, you know, hang it up. So it's good he's hanging up as a Patriot. I think it's a good, you know, one of the better uh, guys in uh, Patriots history. So. Honestly, what are you thinking right now? What What is your opinion on uh, Julian Edelman being done in New England? I mean, pretty surprising. Uh, I mean, the last time we saw him played, he was productive. He was doing really well. And so to see, like, just out of nowhere, him fail the physical and then they cut him and then he retires, is, it just felt like a big, yeah, like out of nowhere. And I'm sure, you know, we don't have the Pats fans on, but I'm sure they were blindsided by it. Um, Pat looked but, was distraught yesterday. Yeah, Pat was really distraught. Uh, but, you know, I think we're all sure that Belichick will find another one. He always finds another one. Yeah. Always one short white receiver. I think he's trying to see if he can bribe Scotty Miller to come up to to New England. No, wait, no. Scotty Miller is too fast to be a New England receiver, let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, he, lo- he wants, I don't know, uh, who would he like? Andy Isabella is also too fast. Yeah, maybe Braxton Berrios. He's too fast, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was a kick returner over, for my Hurricanes. Um, I don't know. It's, it's weird because, like, wait, everyone, like, the whole debate already started. Like, is Edelman a Hall of Famer? And I'm just like, it does every time somebody retires. And so I had a Giants fan ask me, the team next had better stats. And I was like, oh, boy, here we go. <laughs> here we go. And everyone's like, then somebody brought up Heinz Ward. I'm like, up, oh, yeah, Heinz Ward kind of takes the cake there. I don't know. I think Edelman's probably a third ballot. Like, he's going to take a couple years to get in, but he might get in off his playoff performance alone. Similar yeah. to why Eli would get in, because Eli, you know, playoffs, Super Bowls, yeah. 
Yeah. So he's not going to get in on merit alone. He's going to get in on uh, championships and who he played for, at least in, in my opinion. I don't know. It, it's going to be a weird kind of to be a weird thing for him to get in. But I, I really look at it from the standpoint that he was a good route runner. He always stepped the big in the playoffs. Yeah, injuries kind of sucked his career down a little bit, but he always was there. He always was considered a top 25 receiver. So I think it's going to be a while before he gets in, but he will get in eventually. At least that's, yeah, that's feeling I mean, it's an interesting case, but it's like how many play- – he had, he's had in his career three 1,000-yard seasons. So it's like, I don't know, how many guys with only 3,000-yard seasons get in, no Pro Bowls, no first-team All-Pros – those are like I feel like big barometers for me, but it's like oh yeah, in the Super Bowl, I mean that catch yeah, is amazing. It's like, but also it's like, up. well, do you throw in? Then do you throw in David Tyree, right, for that catch? Obviously, I know the impact is not as great, but it's like okay, if we're gonna take that Manningham. playoff, right? At least Manningham had comparable stats to. I'm not saying equal. I'm saying comparable stats to Elmore. Tyree basically made one huge catch in his career. Was right. over. He yeah, he was a special teamer. But Man- yeah, Manningham had I think one thousand yard season, and it's like, yeah, the, you could compare those two. But I think you know three Super Bowls is also big. Three Super Bowls being the primary target of Tom Brady, that it might just be enough to get you in. Yeah, eventually. I think uh, I think he deserves the respect for it. I just don't know if it's gonna be right away, especially yeah. with how many people are backloaded. <clears throat> like a Chad, like you're gonna tell me Julie Edelman should get in over Chad Johnson? Come on. No. No, no way. No, so it's going to be a while. So we'll see what happens. Uh, other football news. Cardinals got another running back to go with Chase Edmonds. James Conner, as of Jay Glazer about 10 minutes ago, said him and the Arizona Cardinals agreeing to a deal. I'm trying to find the specifics right now because I'm a little bit in disbelief. Uh, but, yeah, overall, what do you think? I'm, I'm thinking James Conner right now. I would have liked to see the Cardinals get more of a power back. I mean, more of a speed back to go with Chase Edmonds, who's more of a shifty, uh, well, more of a downhill runner. But hell, could be worse. I like it. Uh, I like Chase Edmonds a lot. Two back, which I like. Yeah, I think that's perfect, and I think this sets up Chase Edmonds to be like the number one running back on that team, and I think he's going to be really effective. He's going to be quick, elusive, and he's going to catch out of the backfield, and then you can have a guy. You know, Connor, you know, not an explosive, doesn't run particularly hard, but, you know, he has good vision and he has really great balance. That's the one thing that I really like about James Connor. The guy can stay in his feet. So I think that's a good combination. The goal line carries, that'll be an interesting to see who gets the goal line carries. Although it is Kyler Murray, they're going to be doing like tricky stuff at the goal line anyways. It's close um, too, so. Right, exactly. But yeah, I like the move. I honestly have one more thing about it. I think Kevin said this perfectly eloquently last year before the season started. James Conner is a perfect number two running back. Yeah, he's he right. is. Power, good balance. He's a good balance. He can catch the ball in the backfield a little bit. He's a solid runner. Edmonds, I think, was poised for a regular year. And with Edmonds and Drake, they had Shifty and Speedy. Shifty and Speedy only kind of work together in certain offenses, namely like a Oregon-style Chip Kelly kind of thing. Or a Philadelphia style like zone run, but like with um, I would say with uh, Arizona having Edmonds, who's really good out of the backfield, really shifty, really quick. They're not really worried about getting explosive runs. They're more worried about getting the yardage in between their like barrage of passes between Christian Kirk, 
DeAndre Hopkins and AJ Green. So to me, I think this is, and there there are even talks they might take uh, Kyle Pitts at seven or trade up for Kyle Pitts according to Peter Schrager, which would be hysterical because that Kyle Murray literally is going to have a Madden offense. Um, but I don't know. It's I, I like the move for the Cardinals. I like the move for James Conner. Get out of Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh needs a legitimate number one running back. I think Najee Harris is going to be that pick at 26 or 7, whatever the hell they're picking at. So, or Travis Etienne, if somebody picks Edmund, Charlie picks Najee Harris before, you know, because somebody always reaches for a running back every year. Oh, yeah. As much as I think running backs should get paid if they're worth, the, if, if, if they're like worth the money, I also think that like, you know, don't overreach because overreaching is what gives guys who don't want to pay running backs like Kevin their 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 ammunition for their uh, argument. So um, I will say with the Connor move, it's going to be interesting now because, like, there's a lot of mouths to fear in that offense. For sure. I think this does help their team, though, because it's not a big enough mouth to feed where it's like, okay, we got a problem here. Like, Kirk is a great inside receiver, and then you have Green, who's kind of coming off of a couple of bad years. He's finally the number two, and you have Hop, arguably the best receiver in football. So I think, honestly, it's, it's balanced enough. I'm surprised they didn't make a run at a tight end this offseason, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I think they I think they like Dan Arnold. I think they like what they see in him. I mean, he's big and athletic, and I think he can block pretty well. So, like, that's not – a Brevin Jordan in the second round. Or the mm. kid – whoever that kid is out of Penn State. I could also see him doing that, too. Freyermuth? Yeah, I just – I think those two are more likely fits than a Kyle Pitts who's going to demand the ball a lot, and especially with Murray. They don't know, like, how they're going to spread that ball. Like Kyler, to Kyle Pitts, honestly, gets drafted twelve, like at twelve by Philadelphia. He's getting converted to receiver, or at least like a hybrid, because they're going to utilize that speed over the top. Whereas right. like if he gets sent to a team that has like a lot of good receivers, might not as much. I don't know. But um, basketball news: Jamal Murray off the season torn ACL. Samir, you'd have thought on this just now. You had a comment about the games. What do you got for me? Yeah, I mean they're. So uh, I just think that uh, what the NBA did this year was really reckless. Uh, first off, with having such a short break in between the playoffs, the end of the playoffs and the next season. And then on top of that, um, cramming in, you know, 72 games in, what, three and a half months, four months, something like that. It's not feasible. Like, yeah, I mean, you just – I don't think you can do that. And I think, you know, we've been we've been seeing so many injuries. Like, even – the like – absolute like guys that pretty much never miss LeBron LeBron is out for a significant amount of time like that shouldn't you know that shouldn't doesn't happen and like now like and granted he is a little older but still he's always been an Iron Man and he's never really had significant injuries like that and I think you know we can um look to the schedule as you know a barometer of that and like now we're looking like ESPN is you know uh, promoting games and it's like Dennis Schroeder versus Kyrie Irving as the big ES, uh, NBA Saturday doubleheader and it's like okay something is wrong here we're really scraping yeah. from the bottle of the bear like but I think this is just a one-year thing uh hopefully and you know by next season they'll ha- everyone will have had a proper offseason and um but this is, does raise the question does this make a title this year any less valid well then you can say the same thing about last year's title too right so what i will say is that as a team as a fan of a team who is not making the playoffs who just got their other star player back for the first time 
since, I don't know, what, December Russell came back. Um, I will say this season just felt weird. Um, the We knew this was going to happen, though. The NBA, when they started so damn late, they packed everything into a September through – like the draft was – like the what? The lottery was in September. Or free agency, the lottery was like in September, October. And now we're already like – they're trying to finish the season on time. And it's like, holy mother of God, this is going to be rough. And now you have so many injuries. This is definitely – like COVID, I think, hit the NBA the hardest. All the work on the bubble, all all of the – everything that's involved. Like 2020 hit the NBA the hardest out of any league. Oh, my God, the NFL had Brady win another Super Bowl. What will they do? The yeah, NFL I mean, didn't have to cancel a single damn game. They just had to move a couple of them. Right. Um, MLB, yeah, the Marlins make the playoffs. Big whoop. You had the Evil Empire, the L.A. Dodgers win, but they're not going to win this year. They're probably going to screw up in the first round like usual because it's back to normal. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's odd. Like I, uh, I don't think any team's been smacked as hard as they have by the, uh, the COVID thing, but I think that the NBA's kind of, everyone was talking about how the NBA was the rising star, right? They're going to overtake the NFL. COVID kind of wrecked, turned that ship a little bit, I think. I think for sure. Yeah. Because say what you want about the social, social causes that the NBA attaches themselves to the NFL does it too. Do I think the NFL has a I, – I think the NFL has a more subtle way of doing it? Maybe. I don't know. I'm not one to comment on it because it's not really my thing to comment on. But I will say the NBA really has struggled. Like 2020 just hit them like a brick. Like, come on, you had an entire team like the uh, Orlando Magic basically empty their roster at the deadline. Right. You have another team getting sold in the middle of the season. Like, it's, it's a strange year. Like – I, I, the NBA is just a weird, weird, like, thing for me. It, the whole league this year has just been so off. Like, this is the first time I've actually seen Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns, and D'Lo all playing on the same floor. And they're smacking teams. At least they're smacking bad teams. They're, they were very close to beating the Celtics the other day. I know. Like, that team's going to be – and imagine, they're going to get a top five pick this year, too. Oof. They're going <laughs> to go get a power forward and, oh, look, Minnesota's going to be a playoff team. Oh man! Imagine if like you get like a Mobley if he uh, declares for the draft. That would be yeah. fantastic. Oh my god, that'd be incredible. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I mean, like, uh, and you know what? The you know going back to like the NBA being like the rising star thing. You know that was the narrative for a long time, uh, and I feel like, yeah, maybe after COVID or just now that I'm looking back on it, like since that narrative began, like. I don't think it's true. Like, if you look at the viewership for, like, the NBA Finals compared to anything, it's like – like, it was like Game 6 of the NBA Finals had, like, 4, 5 million, even more, less viewers than, like, the that Giants-Eagles Thursday night game. Like, the reach of football – Fucking terrible. Yeah, and the reach – yeah, the worst football game maybe we've, I've I mean, ever like, seen. Was that the one that ended with the Carson Wentz, like, last-second touchdown throw to Boston Scott? That was the yeah. game? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and, and then the Evan Ingram drop. Yeah, that, I remember that very well. Oh, yeah. God, my team was terrible last year. And then, and then like, you look at, like, you know, the World Series. Like, MLB and NFL have a reach that, like, I don't think – like, in America that we don't understand. The NBA worldwide might be bigger, but I still think baseball is, might also be bigger. Soccer but, wins all, overall. Right, yeah. Of course, soccer wins always. But between, like, the four major sports, like – NBA 
I I don't know how how as a league do they grow? It's kind of tough to. They were they they bank too hard on their players. Yeah, they you do know, really invest in their players. You're gonna tell me Zion's the next LeBron? No. No, I know. LeBron's not the next Jordan. LeBron's LeBron. Kobe's ne- Kobe's Kobe. Zion, I feel like Zion hasn't been a big enough story this year. I'm like I'm like waiting for him to do something ridiculous and like it's like nobody cares. I mean, he's having a great year. year. He's having a great year, but nobody's talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, I feel like him being on the Pelicans might might be a big hindrance. Just like a weird. Oh, oh like, no! The NBA was team. was so pissed that yeah. <laughs> New Orleans, who was a football almost only market, and like Memphis, which is basically just college basketball and college football. And I guess pro football, if you count like the Tennessee Titans, you know, it's the other end of the state. Like, they're how are they supposed to compete with that? They have their two biggest rookies go to those two teams. John Morant's having a great year. John Morant, every time I see him, it's a highlight from him. Um, I mean, then you, look, you got this year, you got the three biggest stars. You got James Wiseman going, three biggest draft picks, right? You have James Wiseman going to um, the Warriors because he's Warriors. not been. He's, yeah, I mean, he's been hurt and yeah, just like. Then you have Lamelo Ball having a great year, maybe a little overhyped in my opinion, but he's having a great year. Breaks his wrist, starts dating a porn star. It's like, <laughs> it's like, it's hysterical to me. And then, then the lone wolf, no pun intended, is Anthony Edwards just sitting there. He's like, "Hi, I'm the future of the NBA's youth." Just, <laughs> you know, just posterizing guys. And I mean, yeah, it's enjoyable, but the NBA's got a real, they got to really like, like start going back to like the mystique of certain teams. They got to really lay on the Lakers, the Nets, the even the Knicks. Julius Randle is one of the best stories this year, and not that many people are talking about it. This dude, when he came out in 2000, I think he was the he was the Wiggins and B drafts, right? Uh yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he was the Wiggins and B draft, and this dude literally was just written off as a power forward who couldn't shoot. Dude is basically Mr. Basketball in New York right now, at least for, like, you know, Manhattan. And he's a huge story, and it's, like, kind of page two news. If I was the NBA, I'd be like, yo, we got to make Julius Randle a star. Like, this guy is literally putting New York on his back right now. Like, that Knicks team's kind of fun to watch. They're not great, but they're fun to watch. Oh, oh yeah. So... And it's just two super teams that are all injured right now, but are somehow miraculously going to be okay by May. And then it's going to be Nets, Lakers in the finals. And then that's it. Because all these Philadelphia fans thinking that the Sixers are going to go with uh, MVP Embiid, they realize they're going to uh, get no choking the second round like they always do. And you have the Clippers, who are a joke as well. You have Phoenix, who I swear I can't get their shit together. I don't know. This is like a weird year to me. It's like the most anticlimactic NBA season of all time. The only thing that's exciting is like we got the rookie of the year and the Knicks are fun to watch. Like that's it. It's going to be Durant versus uh, Durant and Harden versus LeBron versus with KD with Kyrie. It's like the anti LeBron squad. Kyrie's going to sit. Kyrie's going to sit out because he's nervous or something, or he's bummed out about, I don't know. You and you and Kevin, just the fucking angry Celtics fans. It's hysterical to me. I'm at the I'm just joking to be honest. I mean, like I feel like the you know I was of course angry at Kyrie when he left, and he was saying some wild stuff about our our young players, and you know 
I just, but I do think the media blew it out of proportion a lot of the times. And like, he is like, he sure is like an unusual character, but I think the media has like portrayed him really poorly. And I think that like, of course the, the way he handles some things are weird. I don't know. Like the, like the recent, when he sat out yesterday, um, like, I think it was just Ramadan, and, like, that was his excuse for sitting out. I just don't think he wanted to disclose it. But it's like, okay, when a news breaks like that, then the media is going to take it and spin it and go wild about it. But, you, you know. Anything in any aspect of life is the media will just run right. with it like wildfire. All right. Uh, other NBA news. Um, My Timberwolves have a new owner. Praise Jesus. <laughs> Glenn Taylor may be one of the most irritating men I've ever witnessed in sports. So for all you know, my sports teams are all over the place, right? I've got to deal with the schmucks down in Arizona who run the Diamondbacks. I've got to deal with Jeffrey Lurie and his pet, Howie Roseman. And then I've got to deal with the schmuck of all schmucks, <laughs> the goober, the dummy of all dummies, Glenn Taylor. The owner of the you Minnesota. might have the worst like group of front offices for your teams. <laughs> Listen, the Eagles front office looked like masterminds in 2018. So, like, let's be honest here. And the Arizona Diamondbacks, when they basically took a bunch of prospects and Paul Goldschmidt went to the the, the, the playoffs and there were – everyone looked like a genius, but it's all perspective. The, the Minnesota Timberwolves, thank God, are free of Glenn Taylor. I am the happiest man alive. A-Rod has purchased them. One of my favorite players of my childhood – I wasn't really a Yankees fan more as I was an A-Rod fan. Like once A-Rod was gone, I couldn't really root for the Yankees without like puking a little bit. Um, no offense to the Yankees fans, but I grew up an Arizona fan. Obviously, I was wearing a freaking Diamondbacks right now. I loved A-Rod though growing up. So because he played a position, uh, we had a very similar swing. So like, you know, I root for the Yankees. I had a couple A-Rod jerseys. I'm not going to act like I didn't. And I even had a Yankees. I went to a couple Yankees games. I, I They were like my number two team. And so what was crazy to me was that uh, A-Rod, once he got into the whole like entrepreneurial sector, the corp, all the yeah. shit he's doing, and the, then I hear he's buying the Timberwolves. If there was ever a Mark Cuban-esque owner who would buy the team, this is perfect. Because I could see A-Rod being on the sidelines every game. I have a weird fear, though, that they're going to move the team. That's interesting. It could happen. I could see him moving Seattle? the team. No, they would not move it to Seattle. Seattle's a dead market. Seattle basically is – they can barely even keep fans in the stands for uh, – what's it called? Seahawks? For, uh, the, for the Mariners. Oh, yeah. Well, the Mariners have been buds for quite yeah, some Yeah, but time. Like, the Mariners also have one of the best farm systems. They just keep shipping their players. I'm talking about bad ownership. Yeah. Talk A-Rod. A-Rod would look for a market that's expanding. He might put a team in Austin. Interesting. Uh, He could put a team in Baltimore finally. Yeah, Baltimore could use a Baltimore, uh, yeah. but they'd have to keep it in the West. So I think Austin, Texas would make more sense. Um, he could even keep it in Minnesota. I don't know. Minnesota loves their team, like Timberwolves. Or, or or the inevitable Vegas team, which would be awesome too. Like that'd be awesome. Like I would be, uh, I would honestly be bragging and saying, yes, I'm a fan of the Vegas, uh, the Vegas. Like I don't know what the hell they call themselves, but like please don't make it something like like keep the name. If they're gonna like maybe the Vegas Wolves instead of the Vegas Timberwolves. Yeah, but, I mean, like I would, if, if I'm gonna be all honest, I would love for them to stay in Minnesota, because like that's my that's my childhood right there. It's like remembering KG. Also, for love of God, 
A-Rod, those Timberwolves throwbacks from 04 better be back, like, every yeah. every week. Those are the by far your baby. best jerseys. What? Like, easily. Those are by far your guys' best jerseys. I mean, I like the new ones, too. The newest new ones. The yeah, ones the Wiggins-Kevin Love era were fucking disgusting. Gross. Just so bad. The Minnesota Timberwolves only had one thing of bad jerseys, and that was that era. Yeah. The slate blue jerseys. The original, the must, the muskies, and the um, and the the wolves, the old KG rookie style, awesome jerseys. Then you go to the the uh, early two thousands, the KG prime days, the the big three Spreewell, Cassell, Garnett jerseys. Those were fire. Then they had the ugly, disgusting Kevin Love ones, which were gross. The black ones were kind of cool. The black ones were the okay, white, yeah. The white ones were awful. All I think is of is out of shape Kevin Love in those jerseys. The blue ones were so disgusting. I had a blue Kevin Love jersey. I hate. Um, <laughs> also, the fucking like tree here. It was the dumbest thing I'd ever seen. Um, and then you move to these ones, the Jimmy Butler, uh, Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Edwards era. These are nice. I love these jerseys. I might go get. I want to get the uh, at least just the navy one to have it. Um, I loved their gray on grays, even though nobody else did. It was the jersey we clinched our first playoff spot in like 13 years in. Oh yeah. So like that was that jersey special to me. I love the lime green ones. The black and lime green jerseys are fire. The North Star yeah, ones. Those, those are cool. Flames. Those should be our primaries, but um, yeah, no, those are cool jerseys. But uh, you know, I would say Minnesota is one of those weird teams. Like they have so much swagger for picking teams with buns for so long. And it's it, it's it cracks me up. Everyone's like, "You're a Teals fan?" I'm like, "Yeah." They're like, "Cool, cool." It's like it's almost like saying like in baseball that you're like a um like a Giants fan or a um actually no Giants fans are irritable. Uh, like saying you're a Kansas City Royals fan or or a um or like an A's Texas fan. Rangers. Yeah, or, where it's like these are like not like these are teams that nobody hates. hates they're just the cool. Team. They're like, like all right, they're, they're cool players. Like everyone remembers when you think of the Rangers, you think of Josh Hamilton, Adrian Beltran. Yeah. yeah. Or you think of the fucking Giants, you think of Buster Posey and uh, Tim Lincecum with the NBA. Like it's like it's like, like oh yeah, I'm a Jazz fan or I'm a Spur. Uh, everyone hates the Spurs. Who am I kidding? Um, um, or even you saying like oh yeah, I'm a Miami Heat fan. Like nobody really gets on you for being a Heat fan. If you just say yeah. I've been a Heat fan since, like, the Eddie Jones days. Then, yeah, you're fine. Lonzo Mourning. Like, you're good. As long as you don't say it was because of the big three and you stayed. NBA, yeah. There's really no NBA fan base besides being a Lakers fan or being a Knicks fan where you get ridiculed. I guess Warriors. But even with, like, being a Knicks fan, it's like – if my thing with being a Knicks fan is, like, if you choose to be a Knicks fan, I respect you. I will never, ever say a bad word about you again. You just can't talk what? shit about, about our teams. Yeah, you can't talk shit about our teams, but it's like I respect the pain that you've put yourself through. And like when the Knicks do well, I think the NBA does better as a whole and like basketball is better when the Knicks are good. I honestly think that um if the Knicks make the playoffs this year it's gonna help rating so much. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I bet I bet NBA wanted uh Zion to go to the Knicks so bad. Oh my god, imagine how amazing that would be. I, I would have loved that because you know yeah. what? Like as much as I, I was, or John Morant even. Yeah. 
I mean, Knicks fans that year, Knicks fans were like, yeah, we're going to get KD, Kyrie, and Zion. They were really like, yes, Knicks are going to do this. And then they just did got none well, of them. Everyone was laughing. You know how the world works. It's never that. Yeah. <laughs> but watch. Watch. They get Julius Randle, who's going to be a good player for them for a couple more years. They get another good draft pick, and RJ Barrett's a solid three. There you go. It's not a bad yeah. team. They're not going to win the NBA title every year, but they might get a shot at one. They have a right. good bench. The NBA is a weird, a weird league where you don't have to have the best team. You just have to have the best team chemistry, get a couple yeah. lucky shots, and win a couple series. The Raptors basically took one player and put a bunch of scrubs around him and said, hey, we're going to win a title. So, I don't know. I mean, you, you, who knows? Giannis might go to the freaking Knicks for all I freaking know. That Bucks team is going to be trash. Crazy. All right. Um, so, you got some baseball news for me. Let's talk Brace Phillies. I've been seeing this for a couple days now. I follow uh, Philly's page, Philadelphia sports pages, obviously, because the Eagles, and I have a couple contacts down there. What happened in this game? Because I did not catch this. I was watching Luke Weaver almost toss a no-no on Sunday, so yeah. that was taking all of my energy. What happened? I mean, all right, so this is this is uh, probably one of the most controversial things that's happened so far. Um, so it's the top of the ninth. Um and the game is tied. Um, Alec Bohm is on third, and uh, Alec Bohm of third baseman for the Phillies, he's on third. And um, so it's a, it's a sack fly. Alec Bohm takes off at the plate. So the play at the plate essentially went as follows: uh, Alec Bohm came in and slid. The throw, um, the throw was along the base paths towards the catcher. The catcher, if you wanted, like. The catcher couldn't move out of the base pass and then catch the ball and then make the tag. He essentially moved to the left a little bit, made the tag, was on the base pass, then turned to tag Bohm, which he did. Um, but then Bohm was called safe. Uh, it, they went through the video review. From what I've seen, I don't see any evidence that he touched the plate. Like People have argued that, oh, the plate was covered with dirt or whatever. I don't see it. If you have to argue that the play was covered with dirt, he was out. And then other people are like, um, well, you know, uh, the the catcher, you know, pushed him. That's interference. But if the ball is thrown within the base pass, you're not – it doesn't matter. If the yeah, if no. you have to be on the base pass to catch the ball, then that inter- the interference doesn't count. So he was clearly out, uh, but the call ended up being safe and the Phillies ended up winning. A bit of a robbery for the Braves, which who have had a few tough breaks so far. Oh my God, the Braves start off season zero and four. They were yeah. like everyone was like freaking out. I mean, the Braves are gonna be a good team. Let's not let's not mince words. They're gonna make the playoffs, so they're gonna yeah, be at least close. It's gonna be those two teams possibly. I mean, the NFC, the NFC East. I mean, the oh, NFCs, the NL East doesn't really have a bad team, like a bad no. bad team. No, no. Like everyone's talking about oh, the oh the NL West is stacked. I'm like, all right, come on, really? Like you have. L.A. San Diego, and then you have San Fran and Arizona duking it out, and then you have the, the Rockies, which are little yeah, Rockies are trash. Um, I don't know. It's it's like uh, you know, it sucks because yeah, I think the Braves did get robbed. And it's kind of bullshit because you can't make it. Oh, the dirt's on the plate. I'm like, but you can tell they don't they have like a laser guided thing to say where the show where the plate is at all times. It's not that hard to show where it is. Um, I think it's a fuck up on New York's part. I think that. I think it's going to help the Braves. They're getting robbed like this. Side note, Danzy Swanson came out today. I think it was yesterday. He was coming out of uh, Braves fans chucking stuff on the field. 
Now, I, I, I see Swanson's point because, you know, it's dangerous to the players and everything else. But like, Yeah. I under, also, I'm not condoning it, but I understand fans' frustration because that was it, – it was bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it's just, like, you can't uh, – I'm sorry. It, it's just – if it's that obvious he didn't touch the plate, then you, he has no excuse for being safe. I'm sorry. He's out. He's out. That's, that's yeah, what comes out. And, yes, I get it. It's game – 21 not even no game what like 17 15. yeah something 15, like that 17 whatever it is i don't know my diamondback suck already um i i don't i think it shouldn't be a freak out if it, i mean if the game if the literally if this the division comes down to it's the phillies and braves for the second spot behind the nationals or behind the marlins for some god hopeful not reason or the mets and it's between one of those teams to win and the tiebreaker is that one fucking game, then yes, this could be a problem. But I don't think it will because the MLB never is that hysterical. It's never that much of a fucking drama club thing. But yeah. Uh, uh, one thing, though, MLB-wise, I'm excited. The show comes out Saturday. Ooh. Or not Saturday. Uh, the show comes out Tuesday. I am ecstatic. I will be buying it. Um, No hesitation. Uh, I've been playing. I've been playing the last game. I've been doing. I started a new road to the show, man. I'm raking in Double A. I got drafted by the Orioles, though, so kind of sucks. See, the yeah. thing about 2K though is 2K, you can get hot and then you could be like literally in the majors in three weeks. Yeah, there's also like, um, like, there the way that they make the draft, it's like really hard to get drafted. Like, so I, you know, most of the times, I like when I do career modes. You know, here's a little insight of how I do my career modes when I play video games. I like to be random. I like to be dra- – like, I don't want to pick the team I'm on. Oh, see, I and like playing for my favorite team. Yeah, see, that – I I like I like getting drafted by a random team and then, like, working towards getting towards my favorite team, like getting traded there or signing there like they want me and then, beca- and then probably spending the rest of my career there. I like yeah. having, like, you know, like that kind of thing. But in MLB The Show, like, the first, like – you know, like rookie showcase thing is so hard that I don't think I've ever gotten gone drafted drafted earlier than like the 13th round, and it's always to the Tigers. I always get drafted by the freaking Tigers, and I hate it. Mm. So, but so I, I was like, all right, I'll take the Orioles. That's like a nice little change, I guess. But it's also just a horrible team. So I just get drafted always by horrible teams, and you're just like grinding with like this terrible team until eventually you can get traded. See, I would hate that. So. I've only done career mode in three t- different sports. I've done besides Road to Glory. Road to Glory, I was a defense. I I I, my, I had three Road to Glories in NCAA 10, which was the last one I owned. I had a running back for North Carolina, ironically, that won the Heisman three times. Nice. I had a pass rusher for Miami who basically like broke the NCAA all-time record for sacks. Then I had a quarter a run option quarterback for uh, Alabama that I played twice. Um, but like for 2K. 2K was the first time – 2K uh, basketball, I never got drafted by my team. I got to go to the Timberwolves once. I think it was like 2K11 because I've had like four different 2Ks since I started playing. I had 11, I had 13, I had 16. Whatever one had Durant on it or 15? Uh, 15. Yeah. And then I had 2K16 for my Xbox One. And then I had um, uh, the one with Giannis. I got for like $3. Mm-hmm. So the one with Giannis on the cover was the first time I actually get to play for my Timberwolves and I actually won us a title. That was cool. 
That's fun. For the Diamondbacks in MLB, the MLB 2K was the best because you got to choose a team like drafted you. So, you know, playing for the Mayberry Bay Bears, which don't exist anymore. And then uh, playing for the Reno Aces for all 30 seconds. And then, oh, oh like you're called to the big leagues. Yeah. First plate appearance is like Clayton Kershaw. And you're like, oh, I'm going to get struck out right now. Right. But I actually yeah. doing pretty well. But, you know, I, I actually kind of like going to your teams because it, it, it's kind of fun. Madden, it doesn't matter what superstar mode or connected friends I've ever done. I have never gotten drafted by the Eagles. Ever. I've had every almost every Madden since 2006. The only ones I didn't have were the ones with Sherm, A.B., Bra- uh, Brady, and uh, Odell. I only have I only missed four Maddens over the last, mm-hmm. I don't know, 15, 16 years. So, like, I've never been drafted by the Eagles. I've been drafted by, like, the Raiders, the Dolphins, the Lions. Uh-huh. Drafted by the, I got drafted by the Giants and the Redskins once I literally restarted my entire game. <laughs> <I> said, <laughs> no, not happening. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, I think this year, or no, not this year, I think next year, I think Madden 21, you're able to kind of choose what team drafted you, I don't know. Oh, nice. But the thing is, with the show, the show has made it such a grind. Like, I'm in double A right now, I'm, like, literally batting, like, 350 with, like, an OPS over 1,000. Like, I'm just easily the best player in double A, they're just not calling me up. after. And then this is, like, 60 games in. Well, who's who's the guy ahead of you? In, uh, he's he's not good. He's like the guy on the MLB roster is like 68 overall. I'm already 67 overall. Well, so like for me, like it was funny because that last show I had was oh oh whatever one oh six maybe the one I had Ryan Howard on the cover. Mm-hmm. And so I remember because I was a third baseman for the Angels, and Chone Figgins was my was the starter. Yeah. Uh-huh. I was a power hitting third baseman. I was basically a rod but shorter, and like I had like I think 12 dingers in like the month of April. In my first year, and I was a 71 overall. Sean Figgins was like a 75. And guys like one speed. I'm never getting a triple. Yeah. Unless I'm in like San Fran, which I play what one series a year, max. So I don't know. It's for me. It's funny. Like I like at least Madden when you have those challenges. Like hey, so and so player needs a touchdown. All the all the team game is gonna do is make sure that person doesn't score. But if you're good enough at the game, you'll score. It's so, like the other day I had one of my running backs in one of my leagues. He's like, hey, get his 150th career touchdown run. I'm like, all right, bet. Just halfback dive, got behind my fullback. He caught a seam and took off, and he was gone. And I was like, all right, cool. Or like, hey, get this receiver. I'm like, all right, let me run the ball down the entire field and throw a quick fade in the back corner of the end zone. Yeah. It's see, yeah. this is like Madden or 2K. It's possible to do these things. Baseball. Is yeah, like, you can man. like you can like aim to do them. You can't really like, aim to get a triple. I can like, oh, so and so player needs X amount of sacks to get a development upgrade. Okay, fine. I will literally be in rotating blitz packages the entire game. One, it's hysterical watching the AI try to figure out the hell you're doing. Yeah. Against a friend of mine on Sunday, they had no. I ran five different fronts on him. Hysterical. He had That's no so funny. On Sunday, it was a couple weeks. It was a week or two ago. I ran it against somebody, a buddy of mine. I was like, "Yeah, this is awesome." And I tried running against. <laughs> yeah, I tried running against Kevin. Kevin figured it out. Right. It worked. Some some formations worked, some didn't. Kevin runs a very simple but effective offense. It's not simple as in like he's stupid. Simple as in like no need for extra flair. My offense is just ridiculous. All crosses, ups, outs, goes, right. yeah. out running. It's it's crazy. But you know that's strategy. But like with MLB, I hope I'm gonna buy the show. I really hope it's not gonna be like Star Wars Squadrons where I regret it after two weeks of owning it. I think you. I think after not having the show for a while, you're gonna love it. Just having a baseball game. Right. Seriously, that's what it's gonna yeah, be like. You're gonna, gonna really enjoy like it. 
I'll literally just log on and play online and just try to throw shoutouts to Zach Galen for like a couple hours. Yeah. Because like, and if the Diamondbacks have one good pitcher, it's a wrap. Like that's the problem. Like if like like when I first started playing 2K, uh, it was Ian Kennedy and Wade Miley were the only good pitchers I was good with. <laughs> that's all we had. Uh huh. I mean, I created Jose Fernandez and chucked a no-no with him, but that was about it. Like. And you know what? I think you'll. I think. Do you have you ever gotten gotten into the card games? I think you might. If you gave Diamond Dynasty a try, you would like it. Dude, I hate that shit. <laughs> I, I I play like the ones where you get to keep the card the entire time, like on the phone versions of games. So like, uh, MLB does like nine innings baseball for uh the yeah, iPhone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there's no contracts for for this. For okay, so I have the card forever. Yeah, you just have the card. Okay, so that I could do. That would be fun. I actually might start playing that, but it's like. Yeah. Also, because, like, my best thing is, like, my my game style is I just try to throw a shutout and just try to get a couple runs on the board. Yeah. It's the exact opposite of how I play baseball, actually. I cannot hit the – yeah, and it's so hard to, like, hit. Oh, see, once I figure it out, I'm cracking home runs. But it's, like, the problem is it's, like, getting the motion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, playing online, people, like, throw some cheap shit at you. <laughs> so it's like, hey, I'm going to drop a curveball that just clips the corner for strike three every time. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> um that was some good video game talk. Oh yeah, I know I'm trying to figure I had I had a last call. I'm trying to figure it out right now because it was actually a pretty good last call. Um uh, shit. <laughs> I can't remember what was you know, actually no, I got it. I'm gonna talk a little more baseball quick, so we're gonna kick that smooth jazz uh last actually no. Let's kick some Motley Crue music. Oh, rocking. Arizona Diamondbacks. What the hell? Okay, so Luke Weaver looks not unhittable, but he looks like the like the number two pitcher we've wanted. Zach Galen's going to come back throw an absolute beast mode gas. We're not worried about that either. Madison Bumgardner. And I can't remember who the other one who we had, who the other pitcher we have who was just booty. Uh, Smith pitched really well the other day either, too. Uh, Caleb Smith, can you remember? He's a long return to starter. Madison Bumgardner is booty. Make him the long reliever or put him in the damn bullpen. He cannot yeah. pitch anymore. Man. 0-3, I think, or 0-2. I think his ERA is north of 5 or 6. Um, I just can't deal with it anymore. Like, this is like, our offense is honestly very good. We have a lot of good young players. But holy crap, it sucks when we're, we're down 8 nothing before the game even starts. It's like, holy shit. So, I don't know, I just like... Arizona, I think, is going to be a great team in about two years. I think the problem is they're, unfortunately, in the division where, like, they have two teams that are literally built to win the next two years, and that's it. Yeah. So, like, Paven Smith, great player. Uh, the shortstop whose name I can't pronounce or remember, he's going to be a great player. Alex Rojas will be a great player. Escobar is going to play until he's 1,000. Uh, Cattell Marte, it didn't look like his injury is too bad, so he'll be back. Cole, the, the bo- big red ball of fun, Calhoun. Yeah. He's there. He's fine. Got my boy Christian Walker, who just absolutely every, you know what I love about Christian Walker? Every time he hits the damn ball, it sounds like a gunshot going off. He swings <laughs> so damn hard. I had a buddy of mine, his name was Dean. He worked for the Diamondbacks organization for a long time. I think they're double A affiliate. He said to me, he goes, This Walker kid swings like a damn lumberjack. So when he connects, the ball goes a mile. And I was like, Wow. Sheesh. All right. It's a high praise, but yeah, no, and we have, of course, Peralta, 
you know, it's just pitching. It's never been the Diamondbacks lineup. It's always been the problem. It's always been our pitch. Well, it was yeah. our lineup back when we actually had pitching. Now that we have a lineup, we don't have pitching. It's <sighs> life of a mid-market, <laughs> mid-market baseball team fan is just brutal. But honestly, I just thought was, if Kevin was able to make it today, this show may have gone another 10 minutes max. Yeah. Pretty light show this week. Um, Got to give shout out to the intern over here. Came up with a fuego segment uh, this week for our like movie draft. And I love everyone's like, yo, I won, I won, I won. And I'm just, and I'm just sitting here like, I drafted off what my favorite shows were. So I had a good time. Yeah, I did too. We got to do another one. I think we got to do something like that every week, like some kind of yeah, game. Yeah, we can do more drafts. Yeah, we can do more drafts. Or we could do like a, a pick, a pick, a pickup game kind of thing. Uh-huh. I don't know. Let's see. Um, I, we might, ha- we're going to definitely do a, a live mock draft either this week or next week. Or probably next week sure. we'll do one. Um, so, uh, so, so Samir will probably uh, have you be like the commissioner, and me. Pat, I'd love to be the commissioner. Me, Pat, and Kevin submit our draft picks or whatever. Pat could do it, and you could submit your picks, whatever. We'll figure it out. But it's gonna be a long show, probably fill up the full hour and a half. But uh, yeah, no. Uh, my first mock draft I'm gonna I'm gonna do is probably this week. Probably do one maybe tonight. I don't know. But I just hide down here. I might take my little Rugrat furball, put him right here on my desk, and just do my mock draft. <laughs> All right. But ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for stopping by today. I am your host with the most, Mr. Jerry Clem. That is my amazing intern. Coming back for a second semester, dog. This dude ain't sick of me. I love this. (laughs) And um, shout out to Big Kev and Pat. They'll be back Thursday as well. Also, check out – I mean, it's going to be past due anyway, but uh, Slash Shot Sweethearts, they're they're doing a giveaway tonight. But uh, yeah. Kind of thinks we're going to have this up until tomorrow afternoon, but whatever. Um, I'm Jared. That's the intern. We will catch y'all next week. Deuces. Peace. Hey, guys. Jared. Thanks for checking out the Corner Booth Pod. Be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Corner Booth Pod. This podcast is brought to you by the Belly of Podcast Network.